Ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia and All Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode is Spike Protein, not what the world thinks it is. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Are you on your best behavior? Depends on what the definition of best is. Hmm. Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and without any further ado, delay, or whatever else, I still haven't come up with a new one on that one, uh, but let's go ahead and welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I am here, and Excellent. it is an honor to be here, and welcome all of you across this fruited plain and across the globe. We have got an awesome episode program for you today. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I know this is one that I've only briefed you with, and this is definitely, you know, there's been a few that we've done over the last, uh, I don't know, eight months now. I, I can't remember where we're rolling. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we've... Uh, yeah, I, think, I look back and see... I think see. we're rolling on eight to nine months now, yeah. Yeah, and I think if you you think back about it as as well, and those of us who have been you know tumbling rocks and and turning over really stunning truth, yeah, there's been a few that have really just sat you back in your chair or dropped your jaw and and you went, wow, yeah, right. What is going on? How can this be? Or whatever descriptive words you can come up with. And there's times that you go. And I think this is one of those. We'll go, doesn't anybody care what's going on? You know, this is going to be one of yeah, those. That's, okay. Yeah, exactly. this is really going to be one of those. And uh, one of one of our, I say, favorite uh, accesses as far as platforms and, and to gather news and such uh, is Stu Peters. And we're going to tap into his show with his special guest, Dr. Brian Artis, who we have oh, had nice. on, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, prior with uh, okay. Brian. Let's see, Dr. Artis has given us a lot of great information, especially when it when it came to treatments of of COVID and and prophylaxis and, and ways to prevent and right. the immune system and and all of that. This is is really different. So, Dr. Artis and Stu Peters have. And I'm going to preface it a little bit. And I know Stu, Stu, and I'm not going to spend too much time with this because Stu's going to sort of preface it a little bit. But they've gathered together themselves uh, each information, and they're presenting. They've sort of put their thoughts and documents together to present this show. Okay. And Stu has really come to know Dr. Brian Artis. So... It was sort of a getting to know, a verification of, okay, who is this guy? Is his information real? And I love that about him right, because the same as us. Right. We're not going to put anything on our our program without verifying the information as being factual. Right. So 
There will be. I'll warn you ahead of time. There's going to be some very disturbing things. There's going to be some things that you're going to be asking questions about. And I know that there's a couple of things that that I would like clarity on. So I'm gonna we're gonna to continue to, to con- continue to dig deeper on some of this information. But um, without any further delay, officially welcome all of you truth seekers and, and rock tumblers out there. It is our pleasure to be here with you on another episode of the Undiluted Truth. And uh, I, I'm just gonna say, buckle up, and you might need two seat belts and focus on what you're hearing. If you've got to step into a place that's quiet, you are not going to want to be interrupted on this one. This is heavy. It's just about Mm. the best way, and it is packed full of truth. And true to the name of the episode is the spike protein is not what the world and everyone else thinks it is. I have not heard this before. Wow. And this information is all factual based on research and trials and such, and mm-hmm. part of it is very technical. So, right. uh, you know, open your eyes, get yourself to a calm point in your mind, and and listen to what's coming. So without any further delay, I should say, the next voice you'll hear is Stu Peters, It's just so humbling. We truly are grateful to everyone who's joined us along the journey, but we're also especially grateful to those of you who were here from the very beginning. And if you were here at the beginning, you might remember the explicit promise that we made to you then. We told you that it was our goal to put ourselves out of work, to work ourselves off the air. We promised to never sell out to big pharma or globalist corporate sponsors or anybody else. And we've kept that promise. We promise to never stop fighting, to keep exposing everything until there's literally nothing left to expose. Yes. Today, we're going to air a documentary that highlights our commitment to that mission. I hope you're ready. Another thing that we've highlighted on this show many, many times is how the entire COVID control regime is built on lies, lies that have been exploded over and over again. It started with the big lie that COVID wasn't going to happen. And that it was just fear-mongering to even bring it up. Then it was the lie that masks would work and everyone had to wear them. There was the lie that children were at grave risk from this novel virus when they're basically immune. True. And for their safety, there was the lie that we needed to close schools but still yet allow our teachers to have unlimited access to our children via Zoom. Bad idea. There was the lie that for your own health, you needed to stay away from your friends and your family and your loved ones to shut down your business. The lie to keep people away from treatments that the elites didn't approve of. The lie where they called ivermectin, a Nobel Prize winning wonder drug, horse medicine. And then propagandized pharmacists into no longer prescribing it. And most of all, the lies about vaccines. That they were safe that they were effective, that they were well-tested, that children and young people needed to get them, that they would stop the spread of COVID-19, that you needed a booster every few months to keep them effective, that this was a vaccine at all. The lies are everywhere, and they're always changing. And here at the Stu Peters Show, we try and dig up the truth, which is why we've welcomed a lot of guests from a wide variety of different backgrounds. We've talked with doctors, microscopy experts, whistleblowing nurses, tech entrepreneurs, and a whole lot more. 
One of the guests that we've spoken with is Dr. Brian Artis. Dr. Artis came onto our radar because of the pattern that we saw repeatedly playing out over and over again. Someone checks into the hospital, walks in under their own horsepower with a COVID diagnosis. Their condition rapidly deteriorates. They get put on a ventilator and then they die. And we wanted to know, why does this keep happening? Hmm. Was it really just how COVID-19 worked or was something wrong with our treatment protocol? And if the protocol was wrong, why couldn't we fix it? Was it accidentally wrong or intentionally wrong? Good question. And Dr. Artis was repeatedly asking himself the same thing. In early February of 2020, Dr. Artis's father-in-law was killed, murdered in nine days by a horrific drug protocol for the diagnosis of the flu. Then a couple of weeks after the first COVID cases hit Texas, in the three months of grieving and frustration that followed the death of his father-in-law, Weldon, Dr. Artis discovered the alarming research studies on the failed and toxic drug called remdesivir. Failed and toxic. The drug that Anthony Fauci professed to have been proven safe and effective against the Ebola virus and against COVID-19. Only to discover through his research that remdesivir was even more toxic, more dangerous than the toxic antibiotic vancomycin used to destroy the kidneys of his father-in-law. We had him on the show to talk about the drug remdesivir, about how this drug that completely failed at treating Ebola that causes kidney failure, renal failure, that costs a boatload of money and that has a direct link to Tony Fauci, how that drug became the drug of choice in the COVID hospital protocol. It was a great discussion, but Dr. Artis wasn't done. He continued to look for the full truth about COVID. And just a few weeks ago, he called me. He said, Stu, I need to meet with you in person. We've never met in person before. He said that it was urgent. He didn't want to send the information electronically. He said the information related to the origins of COVID-19, where it came from, what it really is, who's really responsible. Mm. He said that with that information he had, everything about COVID would come together. How they track it, how the CDC predicts hotspots, how people fall ill, how people die from COVID-19. I was skeptical. As I always do, I said, I needed to see some evidence. (laughs) Well, we had our in-person meeting, and soon you'll be hearing what I heard. All I will say now is that my mind was blown, legitimately. I wasn't even sure how to respond except for one thing. I knew the entire world needed to hear what Dr. Artis was saying. Amen. And after praying on the topic, I knew that Dr. Artis had to fly to Minnesota again for a special documentary-length interview to bring all of this information before the public. And so we did that. We held that interview, and for the past few weeks, we've been going through more than 4,000 pages of documents, some provided by Dr. Artis, some that we've gathered on our own, all of which support his theory. And all I can say here is the more that we ask questions, the harder that we tried to fact check all of this away, the more our doubts started to feel unreasonable. We know that it's taken a while for this documentary to come out, but since we filmed that interview, That's at the center of this documentary. I got swatted. I can't prove it, but I suspect these events are connected. We had to decentralize our production process to make sure that if they took out me or Dr. Artis or one of our editors, that it wouldn't stop this from coming out. It's that important. We had other issues. One of our editors was so distressed by the information in this documentary that they became ill. Another woke up in the middle of the night feeling like some external force was suffocating him, like some kind of a demonic attack. And maybe that sounds too wild to believe, but I want to say something. The way Dr. Artis had described how he started his investigation, all of the circumstances and coincidences that guided him down this path, I believe, I am convinced, 
And Brian believes that God has helped guide him through the research process. Maybe that sounds sappy, but it shouldn't. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because the battle that we're fighting is a spiritual battle, more so than physical. This isn't a fight over policy. There is a war being waged in heaven, a war of good versus evil. And that means God versus Satan being played out right here on earth for all of us to witness. Recently, Dr. Zev Zelenko spoke with us. He made an incredible sounding claim. He said that he'd heard from someone who would know that Dr. Artis is the number one doctor that Pfizer wants silenced. Silenced forever. Wow. Mm. I'm going to pause it there quickly because I, I want to emphasize these guys, as you just heard, knew they were possibly putting their own lives on the line here and took all the precautions. And as you heard, Stu said, they took the pr proper precautions in the, in the way of even if something happened to them, yeah. that this yeah. message would go out that you're getting ready to hear. Right, right, yeah. I, I think that should not go without being brought up. It's, it's so important that there are people, and he said it, this is a spiritual battle, and there's some people that are, are trying to dismiss this as, as maybe something else, or you're just being too distracted. You're being, you know, uh, over-exaggerated. Uh, you know, right. this is some, right. so yeah, yeah, you're just, you know, some sort of conspiracy theorist, uh, this stuff, it's all safe and, and you guys need to just move on. Yeah. Not so none of this is a, what you're getting ready to hear. I want you just sort of in the back of your mind, go, these guys were willing to put their lives on the line for this. And probably the most stunning part of that is that people don't want this being heard. And, and it's a possibility that you could lose your lives because of what's going on. Yeah. Not just in this country, but around the world, because there's many involved. So wanted to just say that before we got into this and just think about that statement that to Pfizer, Dr. Brian Artis needs to be silenced at any cost. Yeah. 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 So wow. here we go. We're going to continue on and, and just, approaching here in just uh, just a few seconds the the actual interview after creating this documentary all we have to say is that if dr artist really is at the top of an assassination list we're not surprised and we think after watching this that you will probably agree but before we start though we wanted to give you a chance to hear a few things from dr artist and he joins us now dr artist thank you for coming and thank you so much for your bravery Stu, it's an honor to be here i just want to say on behalf of the entire world and you Thank you, everyone who's put any faith and trust in me to be able to convey truth. There is no part of me who brought this information to Stu and started any of this research to create fear and panic. In fact, this is going to, I pray, bring light to all of those practitioners around the world who have already been right. And I want to convey that right now. Dr. Pierre Corey, you were right. Dr. Paul Merrick, you were right. Dr. Ben Marble and Zev Zelenko, you were right. Simone Gold, you were correct. Sherry Timpany, you were right. Everything you're about to learn in this documentary and all the research that I've actually conducted, Dr. Ryan Cole will be able to finally conclude why it is the findings under the slides, under a microscope, have become so monumentally 
evil. The amount of carnage and disease and death is unparalleled in history. This is the only reason why I'm bringing this to light. I pray that your heart, souls, and minds will be open to truth and know where to go from here to protect your loved ones, your children, your grandparents, your parents, all those you love. I love you. And may God bless everyone on the earth. Amen. Amen. Okay, so this was just before it begins. This interview took place on March the 22nd. Okay. This year, March the 22nd. Earlier this month, a lot of you may remember a post that I made on my Telegram channel. There was a lot of concern about the water and not to drink it, and there were certain things that I could say and could not say, and I referenced that certain people's lives might be at risk, and one of those people is here with me now, Dr. Brian Artis. Thanks a lot for being here. I do really appreciate the opportunity to do this. Yeah, this is actually gonna be the only time I've ever been nervous in any interview. I'm not kidding, like, I've never been nervous to discuss anything in relationship to the COVID pandemic whatsoever. But this has bothered me and has scared me. Putting things out is probably oftentimes the best way to protect yourself. Um, But people have lost their lives over what you're about to tell the world. I have to get this off my chest. My spirit's like screaming to say something and bring it to the forefront to protect as many innocent lives as possible. That's all I've been trying to do since May of 2020. As you know, when I read Anthony Fauci's memo on remdesivir, when I actually just hyperlinked, clicked the links to the studies that he was quoting saying that remdesivir was safe and effective, I knew right away that he was lying. I knew right away that this drug was gonna be used to mass murder a whole bunch of innocent people in America that did not need to die. Then he was gonna sell the world on the idea in the media that they were dying of a virus when in fact I knew they were being poisoned to death with this drug. I knew 30% of all people were gonna experience multiple organ failure, kidney failure, septic shock, and hypotension. That's what the studies said. Now we're a year and a half after that, and it's exactly the numbers that I said based on those studies. Don't miss the fact that he said this is what the studies say. It's not what he said. It's what the their own studies say. Wow. And yeah. that was it held true to the study. Right. So don't don't Go mis- figure. Yeah, right. You know. I'm pretty much called the remdesivir guy everywhere I go, which is odd for a retired chiropractor to be referenced as a pharmaceutical guy. (laughs) But it is true, remdesivir is a very toxic, deadly drug. There are a lot of medical doctors and professionals who will mention it that as it's just proven to be ineffective. It is not ineffective. It is very toxic and deadly. It is known and proven to actually injure specific organs in your body. It targets specific organs. This is a part of why I think my spirit is so moved to make sure this gets out is that uh, now he's taking a moment right here but we have the advantage of a video okay. and, and he's pausing and he's pondering and he's start starting to sort of well up a little bit with with some tears just just bear with us during this I, just for the effect we've got to let this go I just wanted to let you know that and then listen right. to what the first thing he says when, when he does speak again. In January, 
January 21st of this year, so just two months ago, uh, the FDA decided to authorize remdesivir as the only drug to be authorized to be used in all newborns in this country. Wow. I can't, I cannot even fathom the men or women in charge that would actually do that. So it's now been moved since January 21st of 2022. It's been moved out of hospitals as the only drug to be used, only allowed in hospitals this entire pandemic. Now they're moving it into in and out of hospital care for children as young as newborns seven pounds heavy through the 18-year pediatric age range. It's the only authorized drug. There is nothing else that they're allowing for COVID-19 treatment. And I find that incredibly evil. And then they've also now canceled uh, monoclonal antibody uses throughout the United States and all U.S. territories for COVID-19 early treatment. And they're moving remdesivir to the uh, infusion centers where they were using monoclonal antibodies as the only IV infusion drug allowed. I have been moved with one singular purpose since May of 2020. When I read Anthony Fauci's memo about remdesivir, I felt this spark inside of me that I now had to go voice to the world a warning to try to protect as many innocent lives as possible from being mm. killed. So let's talk about what happened. It all started with a text. There's a medical doctor that I admire and love because he has nonstop from the beginning of COVID um, has had the ability to project information and say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. We have an answer. This guy has been on many stages with me. He still practices right now medicine and is an ER doc. And he sent me a text. It actually was dated December 1st. And I did not see it until like December 18th. I don't know how I didn't see it, but the text read, hey, Dr. Artis, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get anti-venom? And I realized when I saw him that he must have saw an interview I did on InfoWars. So Kate Daly done an interview with me and wanted to go over my thoughts of monoclonal antibodies. Well, I had been given some research studies that actually bothered me. I didn't like the idea based on the data in these research studies. I didn't think monoclonal antibodies were safe long-term. Not short-term, but long-term. Right. Now, I read the, the actual text message, got in the shower, and while I was in the shower, I was sitting there thinking, why would he send me that text? It has nothing to do with COVID, like zero, nothing to do with COVID. So I'm going through this and I'm thinking about the text and all my brain keeps going to is, why is he mentioning, wouldn't I go get anti-venom? Is there something about anti-venom I don't know? So I actually got out of the shower, went and got on the, the internet and I wanted to know what are what is anti-venom? Only to find out that most anti-venoms are monoclonal antibodies or polyclonal antibodies. and then I got it. Then I knew why he sent it to me. He wanted me to immediately see a question that he knew I would say, of course I would. If I got bit by a rattlesnake, of course I'm going to go to the hospital and get antivenom. So in his mind, I think he knew this was a way, or God inspired him to send me this message, that uh, Dr. Artis would be able to relate yes to the answer, then go figure out why it is he would say yes. Okay. <laughs> This is where it all started. I will repeat what Steve Kirsch said to an audience with me last month. He said, if the CDC says something to do, you do the opposite. If the NIH says to do something, go the opposite. 
FDA, do the opposite. I'm sitting there realizing that <laughs> antivenom is monoclonal antibodies, and then I immediately revert back to, in my own head, uh, I'm not trusting anything the CDC, NIH, or FDA says. Is our federal health agencies, are they recommending monoclonal antibodies for COVID-19? Now, this is in the middle of December. <laughs> no, they're not. They've been bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies this whole time. Stripped them out of Florida when DeSantis wanted to use them. And then January 21st of this year, they totally stripped out monoclonal antibodies. They do mm. not want you touching monoclonal antibodies. Do the opposite. They also didn't want you from the beginning to touch hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. They also don't want you touching ivermectin. Mm. They also don't want you touching NAC yeah. and acetylcysteine. So the, the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work. Ah. I, I I think I know partially where where he's going with this, because a lot of snake venom, mm-hmm. its job is to basically it clots your blood, mm-hmm. it makes your blood gel, and stuff like that. What's what's part of the response to, co the or corona rather? Mm-hmm. What is part of the response that we've heard is the the main response of the corona that's currently going around causing COVID. COVID is inflammothrombotic response, response. which is blood clotting, right? Yeah, blood clotting. So that's why and, the and anti-venom, yes. now that I uh-huh. would be of a help because it helps keep right. the blood from clotting. Yes. So I think, and okay, he, I see partially, I think, right. where he's going. Yeah, very good, very good. All right. And monoclonal... Being the right. sort of anti venom, exactly. And opposite exactly. would be wait a minute. And he's he's getting to it. He's like, well, I didn't think it was good long term, but well, wait a minute now. You know this yeah, yeah. this is a good thing because right. yeah. So yeah, very good. Interesting. Good point. Okay. All right. I mean, we're, we're stay with us, folks. <laughs> Strap in, man. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going yeah. a little longer on this one. That's all right. Stay focused. Stay focused here. Here we go. So when I realized that the federal health agencies actually were not supporting monoclonal antibodies, I mean, it's very, in an instant, I realized I was wrong. Right. That the CDC, NIH, and the FDA are bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies for a reason. Mm-hmm. They know they work. And uh, we believe that this is because they want people intentionally to not recover. Absolutely certain. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no doubt about that. Oh, no, this is a... This actually got way more evil for me since I read that text than even before I read the text. Mm. I cannot believe the amount of evil behind this pandemic with what I've realized since then. I realized all of a sudden that monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. The federal government doesn't want us using anti-venom. Why are they bashing antivenom and why are we finding antivenom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? Like, this is what I want to know. Like, is COVID a venom? And this is why they don't want you using monoclonal antibodies. I mean, that sounds completely insane as a theory. <laughs> it is completely insane. Yeah, right. I mean, how, how would the masses be infected by snake bites? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you believe the mass media is controlled? Of course. I, I, I 
see where he's going to go. And I just wanted to make a comment here. Okay. That this is very interesting because one of our uh, previous episodes, evidence of the serpent's last bites. Yes. Huh? Yeah. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I was reminded of that title where, where I think he's going with this. And that's very interesting. That is very interesting spiritually. Yes. That that's what this would be. Absolutely. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to interject. Uh, yeah. Ooh, bad, yeah. bad, <laughs> almost bad word. <laughs> yeah. Inter- interject that thought <laughs> real quick. Yeah. No. No. Anyway, back to back to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here we go back to the interview here. You actually do yes. believe that? Yes. So you believe that whatever's being pumped out in the media is being orchestrated and controlled? Of course. Like across all of it. Across all of it. Okay, good. All right. So <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, how do they keep people on that story? So there's this mass media group who are telling a huge story. They're all telling the same story around the world. Whenever anybody says anything against that narrative, what do they use now to combat that in the mainstream media? Disinformation. Yeah, they call them fact checkers. Yeah, fact checkers, yeah. Fact checking is the opposite of fact checking. (laughs) The arbiters of lies are the fact checkers. By definition, fact checkers are to divert you from truth and take you back to a narrative you're being sold worldwide. Right. If it's true, if it's true, that COVID could actually be snake venom, and how I got there was they don't support the use of anti-venom called monoclonal antibodies right. because they work. The easiest way to figure that out is, has that ever been fact-checked? And I wanted to know, was there ever any mention that the source could have been a snake? And? Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Over and over and over in the media, in January, in February of 2020, are non-stop publications that the original source could either be from bats, snakes, or pangolins. And every time the snake is mentioned, fact checkers, one, two, three, four, five, six, constantly fact check it and spin it to the bats. There's no fact checking about bats. They keep keep letting you look at bats. In the beginning, in January of 2020, the scientists inside of China said this can't be from these bats these bats hibernate and it's the winter. When they did genetic sequences from the antibodies in the people who were sick in Wuhan, they found that their genetic sequence was not most like bats. They were most like two snakes. Proteins from the Chinese crate and the king cobra. Then I find in April of 2020, there's a research study published in France where they're finding that the receptors in the brain called nicotinic acetylcholinesterase receptors, that these are actually bound most tightly to snake venom of crate and cobra is what they're finding. And that the spike protein from SARS-CoV-2 is most identical to Chinese crate and king cobra venom. Then I find out that there's a, there's an actual doctor who works at the University of Pittsburgh in May. This is, this is insane right here. In May of 2020. Yeah. Works in a computational lab dealing with genetic sequencing. 
and he's been researching for five months. Secret- okay, listen to this. I, wow. I want to just draw you. This is this guy. There's there's a, a doctor in mm-hmm. Wuhan that's been researching for five months, and he's sort of independent. Okay, and he's right. really digging. He's you know he's probably one of the king rock tumblers here. He's really doing his due diligence. So follow what he says here. Just uh, this. All right. This is stunning. Sequencing of spike proteins, trying to solve the mystery of SARS COVID two victims, and he says he's got a big thing to, big press release. They're going to actually announce all their findings. And Bing Liu is his name. Set back in the quest to understand coronavirus after a researcher is shot and killed. 37-year-old Bing Liu was on the verge of making significant findings on COVID-19. And that's when I freaked out. That's when I freaked out. Also, all of the clippings in the media when they interview his boss, who is still at the University of Pittsburgh, last name is Bahar. Every time he was interviewed, he said that they were going to publish the work they found through Bing Liu's work in their department. That's never been published. I'd like to know why a year and a half later that's yeah, never been published. A year and a half now. Where is it? And then all of a sudden the realization came that uh, this is the great lie. When mm. I say that they have lied to you about everything in relationship to COVID, they've even lied about the viral part of COVID. Now you have to understand here, My entire stance for the last year and a half has been to educate, warn people about hospital protocols because of a drug called remdesivir. Right. So, in this realization that this could all be related to venom, something bothered me in the January 21st EUA that came out from the FDA about remdesivir. In this 42-page document, it actually says there's only one drug that cannot be co-administered with remdesivir at the same time because it negates the antiviral properties of remdesivir, and that drug is hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> In 2020, January, there's this incredible study that's published where there's been over like a 10-year period where a company has been funding a research study gene mapping all the genes of the venoms and proteins and peptides inside of king cobra venom and in january 2020 they published their findings oh ask me if i was shocked when i saw that it was 19 toxic venom proteins that they isolated that specifically target organs in your body Mm. so i go to the funding part of this study and i want to know well how many Who funded this and how many companies? It says that uh, the majority of the company's funding and studies funding came from a company called Genentech. Genentech is a subsidiary of a company called Roche. I don't know anything about these companies. I've never even heard of them. The employees of Genentech, who were the authors of this study, said they have a conflict of interest because they they actually hold shares and stocks in Roche. And... All I did was go like this. This is not a joke. I was like, Genentech? I've never heard of Genentech. Is there a correlation between Genentech and Gilead? This is not a joke. I typed it down on the internet. Is there a connection to Genentech and Gilead? Oh my God. Gilead bought two facilities that deal with biological studies from Genentech in 2011 and then brought 55 of their executives into Gilead in 2011. Mm. Just when that King Cobra study started. 
Gilead is the manufacturer of remdesivir. Guess uh-huh. what's been known. Okay, yeah. I, yeah you, I you with me? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. That was my question. Like, what is Gilead? I've never heard of that that I that I remember. Uh, except I think maybe... Um, oh, shoot. Um, what's her name? Why am I forgetting her name now? Way back. Worked with Fauci. Oh, uh, 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 I'm forgetting her name. Not Sherry Tenpenny, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're oh, at a loss. Why, at the moment why, why, why did? Why uh, did yeah, why did you do that? I don't know. Uh, Judy, Judy, Judy <laughs> yeah, Judy Mikovits. We, right, right. we got it at the same time. Uh, but yes. I think possibly Judy mentioned it in one of the podcasts uh, where where uh, she mentioned I think Gilead in reference to. Remdesivir. I, I think I, she mentioned it once. Yeah, I think so. And but, here, here I've got it uh, right here in front of me. Pfizer announces agreement with Gilead to manufacture remdesivir for treatment of COVID nineteen, August seventh, twenty twenty. Wow, that's right here in this article, right in front of me here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, no, that's important. Big, big, big connection. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go a few more minutes here. We want to get to a you know to a good stopping point, but uh, this is uh, this is not just heavy, but it's it's really interesting. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get worse as we go. Yeah, wh- this is just the beginning. I yeah, think. you yeah. know, for better and for worse. This is sort oh, of getting boy. better as far as information, but but worse with reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Guess what's been known since 2005? Blocks the nicotine receptors in the brainstem being injured by cobra venom and viper venom. Guess what drug does that? Chloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Remdesivir packaged and stored as it is delivered to hospitals comes in a little glass vial. It's called lyophilized powder. It actually has a white to yellowish tint. Guess what color snake venom has when it's stored? then to be diluted in sodium chloride or distilled water to be administered in an IV. Or if people are buying King Cobra Venom lyophilized, they mix it in the same preparation as listed on the fact sheet for remdesivir to actually take Cobra Venom or any other Viper Venom and inject it into horses to make monoclonal antibodies. Mm. When you read the emergency use authorization for remdesivir, it states, this one from January 21st, that every practitioner who administers this to a COVID patient, pediatric or not, you have to evaluate for what's called prothrombin time. Prothrombin time means if it increases the prothrombin time, it means it's taking your blood's ability to coagulate and making it longer. So it thins your blood, you can't clot. You will internally bleed to death. With remdesivir, it is stated on the emergency use observation, every patient has to have its Prothrombin time checked before you give it remdesivir and during treatment. Do you know what? Uh, <laughs> do you know what King Cobra venom does to the blood? It makes it so that it can't clot. It makes it so it can't clot. You know what one of the evidences is? It's prothrombin time. And if you look at the CDC's website and the NIH's website on the adverse events from remdesivir called Veclery. it actually it actually says it increases prothrombin time, which is exactly what King Cobra Venom does to the human body. 
and remdesivir is lyophilized peptides, proteins of king cobra venom. The University of Arizona published uh, last summer a paper when they actually evaluated the blood samples and tissues of people who died, hundreds of them, from two different hospitals, after being treated for COVID, which means they got what drug? Remdesivir. Remdesivir. When they evaluated their blood, the title of their published article is Okay, can I, I'm going to go ahead and read that. <laughs> he's, okay. he's a pause. The title of their article is Like Venom Coursing Through the Body, Researchers Identify Mechanism Driving COVID-19 Mortality. That's, wow. the, that's the title of the, uh, the article. <laughs> and that was uh, August the 24th, 2021. And just the few, and uh, in, in the sub subtitle of, of the main uh, title of the article says, researchers have identified what may be the key molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 mortality, an enzyme related to neurotoxins found in rattlesnake venom. Okay. So, uh, it, it's getting, it's getting a little bit more real. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Why do some people seemingly perfectly healthy die from COVID and others don't? It's a Okay, so this isn't a commercial. They on <laughs> Stu's show went to a actual news clip here. This is a, a, a another local studio here, and we'll get through this, and, and we'll be kind of preparing to, to close out of this episode. So, But let's continue on here quickly. The question baffling experts during this pandemic. That sure is. A new research from the University of Arizona suggests we're closer to getting an answer. As Team 12's Jess Winters explains, it seems to boil down to an enzyme that's also found in rattlesnake venom. What does this rattlesnake have to do with COVID-19 deaths? We turned much of my research in my lab towards COVID a year and a half ago. Chilton says he got blood samples from more than 100 patients in a New York ICU. They either had no COVID, a mild, moderate, or severe case of the virus. He did some fancy-schmancy artificial intelligence in his lab and discovered two distinct patterns in the people who were dying from COVID. These patterns, number one, told us that the, the, the vital organs were in trouble, but the other looked as if they were being attacked by some enzyme. He says he then found the highest concentration of this enzyme that has ever been found in humans. These levels attacking internal organs means multiple organ failure and death. So where do the mm. rattlesnakes come into play? This enzyme is a humanized version, part of the same family as the active ingredient in snake venom. In simple terms, this enzyme related to rattlesnake venom that's been found in humans is likely causing tremendous damage, leading to COVID-19 deaths. And then they take you through all of the elevated enzymes in the blood samples of these people that are naturally found in rattlesnake venom and viper venom that are in levels they've never seen before. Do you want to know how they got there? Five to 10 days of remdesivir. They've known since 2005, if you inject a mouse, with cobra venom, you inject it, like they're doing with remdesivir, injecting into your veins. It actually causes a, 
cytokine storm in the lungs of all animals. I am convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is actually venom poisoning. And they're using, I believe, synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes. And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. Now, the amazing thing about these 19 toxins found in cobra venom, they're specifically sequenced to target specific organs. Mm. Like the pancreas in a diabetic, like the heart in a heart disease patient, like the liver in a hepatitis patient. Wait, wait, wait. So if I die because I'm a cancer patient or if I die from some sort of liver-related function because I've had liver problems, if I die, then it'll be undetectable. It'll be untraceable. They're gonna chalk it up. Of course this diabetic died. This is the most original of all bioweapons ever. Snake venom. <laughs> I mean, we know how poisonous snakes are. This is the most obvious bioweapon ever. When I say this is the most evil thing I've ever encountered in my entire life, could you ever have imagined that the one greatest symbol of evil in all of Christendom, <laughs> what is the symbol of evil in Christianity? The serpent. The serpent. We're going to pause right there. Wow. Wow. You see where this is going? I do. And uh, I mean, it's going wow. sort of full circle, but but follow us here, folks. This isn't just some random news story about, hey, man, looks like some snake venom got it. No. All of this is done by studies and breaking down the actual ingredients and getting into the chemistry yeah. and the, the biology of these drugs. And that's a big statement. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I mean, he just leaned into... The spike protein isn't really what the world thinks it is. Now, now you just take yeah. a second to swallow that one. That have they from the very beginning, and he goes all the way back to two thousand and five, and he calls it a. It's one of the most evil and sort of obvious, if you will, when you think about it. Snake venom. We know how deadly these things are. Mm -hmm. Right, and to be able to somehow poison humans with this same sort of venom, with the you know, with the the makeup of the actual venom, right? You know, he the human version. He says, mm -hmm. "This is unbelievable. Yeah, this is yeah. this is so evil." And you know, I I just you know I I can't help Ben going back to the, the to the scripture in the Bible that that there will come a time. This is in, in in Matthew when the disciples asked Jesus, you know, how will we know when that time is coming? And he said, you know, he, he right. mentions within that long answer that there will there will come a time mm -hmm. that has been unlike any other time that has been encountered in any kingdom meaning nation or whatever. Right. And this this thing here is worldwide. Absolutely. And this bioweapon, if you will, and just think about you know, doing the opposite and, and everything that you have heard from the very beginning. 
is not what we think it is. And this is a big statement because I actually believe that this this was actually a virus that they, you know, with the gain of function and everything. But let me tell you, this is so cunning and baffling. This, to me, yeah, well, identifies I mean, the the brilliance. I mean, face it. I mean, just because he is the devil doesn't mean he is stupid. It, well, no, he's that one of the most brilliant beings. Brilliant. Yeah. Yes. But now, you just watch this in, in action. It's just, it's stunning. Yeah, I... I totally agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. I, I got, I got <laughs> almost nothing. I mean, I know yeah, that it, they're still laying the groundwork. I, I feel, yeah, because I, I haven't seen this, but I feel like it's still groundwork because he hasn't even really started truly talking about the spike protein. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it at the beginning. I mean, no, nah, I, I couldn't prove it's a virus. I'm not a anybody that could prove that at all but sure. but yeah i i mean i thought that it was still a virus whatever mm-hmm. you know co- right but what was it covid sars 2 yeah right? sars covid 2 right right uh, corona right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but um but i mean it appears that it may have been just masking as sars covid 2 and that yeah and, and we always thought that you know the 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 i guess the catastrophic thing in the in the biggest crimes were that there was treatments for COVID two, and that we weren't allowed to be treated. And well, he, and that's still the and, case. But yeah, still the case. It, yeah, but we're we're and, injecting them now with well, well, yeah. Excuse me, remdesivir, which is the very thing that is going in and killing. Yeah, yeah. These people. Yeah. Well, wasn't. Um, I, I don't want to get sidetracked right now because it we you know it's yeah <laughs> gone long enough but but uh, maybe I'll I'll bring up a comment uh, at the beginning of the next one yeah. um but yeah I I just there's still that's the quick comment I was gonna make it's still sort of gain of function because this is like he said synthesized basically kind of essence of sn- snake venom well so yes it's it's still in a way gain of function yes. In my opinion, yep. you know, if if you look at it that way, it's still somebody tweaked. It's manipulating. You, yeah, it's still somebody yeah. tweaked it. So, I, I'd still say it's gain of function, but yeah, but not in the same manner quote that we were thinking originally. Right, but going yeah. back to that other episode where the where the the term prototype was mentioned, right? Doesn't right. this really fit more of that mold? Gain of function yeah, yeah, yeah. to me was always well we, yeah. we we sort of took something that was already existed, and we souped it up. This is almost a prototype of something that's just flat out created. Yeah, you know something totally different. Yeah. And so what you take the prototype, and then listen to what's going on here. This okay, is I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this is, uh, I don't know, magnificently evil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, well, we'll close out. We'll pick this up on episode uh, two uh, as we wow. finish this yeah. on uh, on the other side. So, uh, as we uh, as we close out, we want to thank you for joining us uh, once again. It's 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 an honor to be here doing this, and we hope that uh, we have uh, sort of uh, intrigued you to really start to focus on what's really going on and. Uh, I can't think of a better time to go to our our creator in prayer here. Absolutely. 
Father in heaven, once again, we thank you. We thank you that you, the one who has all power, the one that created us and everything that we see is in charge. Father, we we do thank you for trusting us with this information. Our prayer here, Ben and I in the studio, is that you give us the, the clarity and the clear understanding and the proper way to to get this information out in a way that uh, that is helpful to those that are listening. Amen. We also thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for those like the two men we're listening to, Dr. Artis and Stu Peters, that are actually standing up for truth in a, in a, in a big way. We pray for a special blessing upon them and their families. So as we continue to stand for truth here on the undiluted truth, Father, we we ask and pray for your Holy Spirit to work through us in reaching those that may be unclear, may be doubters, uh, may be those that are even indifferent as to what's going on with this pandemic and everything that it entails, and we pray, we pray that a nerve be struck in, in their minds that, if nothing else, it drives them to you seeking the ultimate truth. And Lord, special blessing on all of our listeners, wherever they may be across this, uh, this globe, and we thank you again for being able to be here for them. And as usual, we pray and ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.